Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. 3. Regular Canadians giving their opinion on world and Canadian news. The first time any man's freedom is trodden on, we're all damaged. In a desperate attempt to fill 24 hours of programming, here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today. We've got some footage here of the bullshit which began just after 3 o'clock this afternoon when residents in this neighborhood were shocked to see this fairly common thing happening. An attractive witness described the event in breathless terms. I went to my window and I was like, whoa, there's some bullshit happening. That happened right over there. I'm an older man, so you can trust what I say. Authorities in special uniforms rushed to the scene to stand around while our cameras filmed them. Our reporter Keith Collins joins us now live from the scene of the bullshit through the use of expensive technology. Good to be with you again, Keith. We have a, a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. Is that right? Yes, although why is unclear. Some say it's because of one fucking reason. Others say it's because of some other fucking reason. I talked to this random expert on the subject who told me this thing you're about to hear him say right after he points at a piece of paper. I spent my entire life attending the nation's most prestigious schools to talk about bullshit like this. I'm really just happy to be on TV. Now let's see if we can drag this out a little longer by showing emails written by some of our viewers. I once saw some stuff kind of like the shit you're talking about happen. I have nothing more to add. Another person says, I am angry that things like this happen. I get mad about every bullshit thing I see. So uh, obviously a lot of opinions there to make this story seem somewhat meaningful. Oh, absolutely, Glenn. This bullshit has some broader implications. Here's a list of tips on how to avoid bullshit happening to you. And here's some footage of Congress. Yes, I see that. Well, thank you, Keith. Uh, let us know if there are any updates on this bullshit story from there. There's no way there will be. Very good. We'll check back with you in an hour anyway. I'm just some fucking guy. When we return, we'll look at live footage of a car chase taken from a helicopter and free associate about what's going on take immediate action it, it's really it's just again including women and young canadians who have suffered the most yeah so basically saying she session again she covery <laughs> she covery fucking stupid oh, fucking idiot eh? yeah oh you, you see you got uh raped again eh at another event yeah Cambridge. F. Trudeau uh, banners and started screaming at him and stuff, and he had to cancel his event. Again? Yeah, up in Dufferin this time. Oh, yeah, there was the one in Bolton. Yeah, there's one in Bolton and another one in Dufferin uh, Township or whatever, Dufferin Hills or whatever it is. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the third one now. Yeah. You got in Winnipeg, you got done there. He got shuttered down and called out on, in Winnipeg and they had to cancel. And now he's got two in Ontario he's had to back out of and run away from. I guess scared it's pretty bad when it's Ontario. Pretty bad when it's in Ontario. Yeah. Balancing the budget over the next decade. Yeah, well, that's all they could do because it's all screwed up anyway, right? Wind down emergency COVID support programs in a responsible way as Canadians are vaccinated and the economy reopens. Okay, it says here, secure jobs, recovering a million jobs lost during COVID. Doesn't say how, though. Yeah, secure accountability, enact anti-corruption laws. Uh, oh, here it is. Canadian job surge playing, paying up to 50% of the salary of new hires for six months following the end of the uh, uh, COVID. The survey. Canadian investment is accelerator, getting companies spending money by creating jobs, providing a 5% investment tax credit 
for any capital investment made in 2022-23 with the first 25,000 to be refundable for small business. Tax credit, business loans, 25% forgiven. Canadians will likely need booster shots to protect against COVID-19. We need to be ready for this. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Anti-corruption laws. Let's see. It's uh, mental health action boost mental health care for in the provinces. That's uh, that's only uh, thirty years waiting. Mm-hmm. When the NDP eliminated it, secure child stockpiles for uh, essential products and be able to manufacture medical medical uh, equipment here. Securing the economy. Wind down emergency COVID support programs. Yep. Ensure stimulus measures are targeted, time time limited to avoid uh, creating a structural def- deficit. What else do we got here? 50% of the salary, like you're saying, the rebuild tax. It's liberal light. Yep. Unleashing innovation, uh, increasing trade with free nations. You know, I go through this and the question I ask is, how much is this going to cost? And... Yeah. What good will it do? Mm. You know, oh, this is interesting. Uh, innovation, uh, use use of hydrogen, uh, small module reactors. You see what they're using in China right now? The the, the thorium G. Yeah, the thorium uh, reactors, eh? Yeah. Well, they're they're saying they're going to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, what we'll do you, see. What do you think of that? You have a, an idea. What, what do you think of the thorium stuff? I just have a problem with all thermal generation in the fact that they won't the thermal cycle is only about 30 35 percent efficient yeah what they've got to do if they really want to fucking reduce greenhouse gas emissions what they've got to do is build these plants right in the middle of an urban area because the 65 percent waste heat in the steam could be used to heat houses correct it can also be used for absorption cooling absorption cooling is actually where you use steam low pressure steam or hot water in a lithium bromide loop and it actually can produce cooling really yeah it's very complicated process we you know we we learned about it in college and i've seen a few of these systems around most of them not working because they, you know, they have their own complications with regards to maintenance. They're fairly complex systems. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if they're really serious about it, that's what they would do. Instead, they want you to build an electric car and charge it off a system that is 30% efficient. Because, you know, the efficiency is 35% when it leaves the plant. Yeah. The grid loss, or the transmission grid loss, yep. I think is about 15%. Oh, okay. And so far, using Ohm's law, depending on the, the length of tra- uh, the distance, right? Yeah, and the voltage. Because yeah. that's why they boost the voltage to 500,000 volts. Wow. Because... Line loss is equivalent to I squared R. Well, aren't you smart? So if you really, really boost up the voltage, that reduces the current yeah. significantly. And then that reduces the line losses. Okay. But even that being said, that's what your system losses are. So you're down to another, let's just say, 5%. So you're down to 30%. That's being... Um, generous. And then your distribution through your utility, I think the losses now are about another 10%. So you're down to about 27%. Efficiency on a, a reactor. Yeah. If you look at the thermal energy 
in the like in the either the coal or the yeah. uranium. Are you trying to be funny, Mister Fox? It would never occur to me, Captain. What's the alternative to thermal then? Uh, using the steam plants and stuff. What would be the alternative under nuclear? Uh, hydroelectric. Okay, so that's just uh, using water, right? Yeah, just using the uh, potential energy in water and a diff- height differentiation between a, wa- a body of water, like they do at Niagara Falls. Yeah, but using a nuclear uh, system, is there any way to get beyond around the thermal? Not right now, anyway. No. What they do, though, is in satellites and things like that, mm-hmm. some of them, I think they put in a reactor, and what it does is it converts it to electricity by using, I think, thermocouples, the heat generated by the, um, the nuclear material mm-hmm. uh, on dissimilar metals, I think, produces electricity, and I think that's how it's done. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's on a really, really small scale. Yeah. Com- commercially, the only solution is to bring efficiency up to the point where you utilize the waste heat in order to reduce the necessary thing for fossil fuels. Like, you, you know, if you if you put in take that 65 percent of the energy uh, potential in the either coal, oil or uh, uranium and you um use that as a district heating and cooling loop, that's going to reduce electricity and natural gas usage because you won't need to provide heat for these homes, right? Yeah. The waste heat replaces the need for fossil fuel. And like a lot of these places, instead of having a natural gas furnace in your basement, you just have a furnace down there with a hot water heat exchanger. Oh, yeah. It heats your hot water, heats your house as well. The same thing that go, it go as with everything with regards to tax tax policy and social policy and environmental policy and now medical policy is it becomes a political football and no one has the leadership ability or to basically sell the idea. They won't do it. Yeah, they don't it's have been, the, the willpower. No. The political willpower. Somebody... Somebody has to stand up to people in Toronto, say, you're responsible for X number of gigawatt hours of electricity generation. In order to efficiently generate it in, if for your city, we're going to have to put a nuclear reactor in the middle of downtown Toronto. Yeah, and if you don't like it, too bad. Exactly. And we'll, we'll pump out steam, which can be utilized by all the, the different towers uh, or built large buildings to, to heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would uh, be a huge boom. But there yeah, and is if no... it's thorium, it's not going to be. A, there's not really a high risk of irradiation or meltdown or anything like that either. There's no risk with a can-do reactor either. No, no, they have to add fuel to the reactor core to keep it going critical. Oh, okay. You know, and there's there's other types of reactor technologies like they call slow poke reactors, which it becomes a heated pile, but doesn't go critical oh, okay it's just do you know that um there were caves in france that they discovered radioactive rocks being piled where they believe that the occupants of the caves in prehistoric times actually figured out if they stacked enough of these rocks together they would heat up hmm. and they would have a source of heat yeah of course they'd also have a sea they all, all died of cancer of, in three weeks. Yeah, but. of ionizing radiation. Yeah, I don't think most of them live long enough to really get there. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but 
they well, were there warm. Been cases where they found natural nuclear re- reactors, basically in the in the in the jungle mm-hmm. in, in Africa, where they found nuclear uh, reactions, which are generating like, like just like that, just generating heat and steam and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Well, well, that's what they used to call it. They used to call it when they first started doing research about it. They called it an atomic pile. Oh yeah. And what they did is they fashioned uranium blocks. Yeah. And they would, if you got a certain concentration of them, it would go what's called critical and it would be a chain reaction and the energy would just go skyrocket. The skyrocket. Yeah. And it would, uh, like you, I don't know if you saw the movie Fat Man and Little Boy. No, no. Where they were, they, they, what they had done is they had com- the first one, I think, they compressed a ball of uranium. Yeah. And they started the explosion by having explosives all around the ball. And that when the explosives went off, they compressed the ball to a certain volume. Yeah. That would start the supercritical process and the chain reaction. And then you'd get the explosion. So in the one scene, John Cusack's character sitting there manipulating the ball. And I don't know, somebody's hand slips and the pieces go together and it just goes zoom. Yeah. And he ends up, yeah. He ends up with like a 45 gallon head after a couple of days from all the swelling and then he dies. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think I did see that scene. Yeah. They uh, slipped and it went and everybody got got toasted. Yeah. And the Geiger counter goes, you know, very high. And yeah, I just, I, to be honest, I really have, extremely little enthusiasm for any of these policies yeah it's just it's just more we're we're basically it's a mexican finger trap they're just sticking their fingers in further you know i look at this a detailed plan to secure jobs and economic growth and they have all the visible minorities correctly um represented in the pictures it's like enough of the political correctness you know someone needs we don't have a party of any note in this country to extra, extricate ourselves from socialism. That's the only cure. It's the uh, only it's, cure. Yeah. Gone down that road so far, right? You know, yeah. And he's just talking about more government intervention. Oh, we're just going to do it better. We're going to spend your money better. Yeah. They're, you know. Uh, thank you. I know how to spend my money. I think I know. I, exactly. I can spend it better. Exactly. And it, it, it's it's the same shit, different day. And now for something completely different. And if you look at every political party, what it is, is, is that most of them are alliances of special interests that want to use political power to get their point of view across. And the reality is that's not governance. Oh, it's just yeah, and mm-hmm. and like taxation, for example, is probably the simplest one to talk about. None of them will say that we need to come up together as a country and decide what we think is a fair tax rate. Yeah. And come hell or high water, that's the percentage of tax you're gonna pay every year. Like tithing to the church. Yeah. I mean, cripes, the serfs, the serfs only had to pay the the uh, the uh, lord of the um, the manor thirty percent of their of their earnings in a year, yeah. typically. 
And then they, of course, they got no benefit from it, right? But <laughs> we're almost at that point. They, they got the till of land, right? They got the till yeah. of land on their own. There needs to be some sort of, and, and, and we could avoid probably 95% of the problems in our country is if we said, okay, we're only going to pay X percent. If your income is over a certain level, you pay X percent. Yeah. You know, you could have somebody who's making minimum wage and they'll just say, screw it. You don't need to pay any, you don't need to pay any taxes or a minimum taxes, no sales tax, which they manipulate all the time and is hidden in the cost of shit. And if you make them, whether you make a $50,000 or a million dollars, you pay the same percentage. Yeah. No loopholes for the multi-billionaires. If you're, you know, if your share or your stocks earn you you know, a hundred thousand dollars, you pay your 20% on that or whatever. And it does a couple of things. People have an agreement with the government. They know that they won't be taken advantage of. Yeah. They know what they're getting. Now you can make plans, right? Yeah. And also if you make more, you earn more. And how many times have you talked to people who get a raise and they go, it doesn't even look like I got a raise. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's a scam. They, yep. You're set up into another tax bracket. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Once you bump into the next tax bracket, like I know, uh, uh, like I said, a mutual friend of ours uh, that uh, he's actually going to be calling you. Um, he's mm-hmm. saying that he's paying 54 cents on every dollar that he makes to income tax. Wow. And he says it's not worth for him to bill anybody for his, his work. I know. And this guy's uh, very entrepreneurial. Yeah. He can make things. He or make, create things that employ other people. That's right. And And he's he's being stymied because of a a 54% tax rate. Yes. And then that money's going back to a federal government. See, that's the other thing about it. It also limits the power of the federal government. Yeah. It can't be any more of this bullshit where they spread money around before an election yep. in order to bribe constituencies. Exactly. I have no expectations of anyone making any significant changes into this quality of our life until this, this comes about. Yep. I agree with you on that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's everybody <laughs> playing the same game year, year after year after year. And, uh, Mm-hmm. they end up, you know, they got to use that your own money to try to bribe you into voting for them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there should be some way to, like I said, by doing what you're talking about, like a standard tax rate, they wouldn't have that money to do that. So no. that would be a, a, a big positive then. Yeah. And they'll come back and they'll say, Oh, what if there's a war or, Oh, what if there's a major uh, pandemic? Well, <laughs> you won't be forcing everybody to get vaccinations or locking everybody up in their houses for months at a time. That's right. Yeah. That's another subject I'd really like to get into. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Because there's a lot of um, important news about that going on as well. Yeah, I see in Australia now has wellness centers. Yeah. If that isn't 1984 speak, I don't know what yeah. is. And in the wellness center, freedom is a, is a jab, it says. 
Oh, that's right in there in the on in on marked on the the walls when you enter mm -hmm. this place. Yeah, freedom is just a jab away. Geez, they should have just cut to the chase and said, "Our bike, Mark Frey." Yeah, work will make you free. Yeah, exactly. We worked once before. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, with these vaccine passports and everything else, I, I I think they like I said they should be in the shape of the Star of David. Yeah, yeah. I've um, my wife and I have talked about it, and based on the knowledge that we have now at this point, I will in under no condition accept the jab. I think it's important. The fact is, is that um, medical and scientific evidence or book suspicion on the side, the fact is, is that I cannot let the state tell me what I can do with my body. That's right. And I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> like Jeff says, eh? No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, um, especially with what's coming to light lately about, you know, the, the hospitalization rates are becoming more, more people that are vaccinated than they are people non-vaccinated. Yeah, I know. And the, and, and the, 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 the other thing that people who need to be shot and pissed on are the fuckers in the media. Yeah. There is absolutely no free media in this country anymore. It is an absolute disgrace. The fact is, is that, the uh, manipulation and just ignoring facts wherever they take you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I heard a really, really good interview today. I put in a plug for um, uh, US, uh, Greg Hunter's USA Watchdog. Oh, yeah. He had on Chris Martinson, who has uh, uh, an organization called Peak Prosperity, where he analyzes trends and develops strategies for people to maintain wealth or, you know, become, uh, maintain their comfort levels in this changing world that we're in. Yeah. He has his uh, PhD in toxicology and I think biology at Duke university. So he's not. So he's well, well, well educated yeah. in respect to this. Yeah. This, uh, and pandemic there, stuff. And there's a 47 minute interview, which I recommend everybody watch. And what I like about him is he just lays out the facts that he knows and he doesn't uh, fill in with editorial comment. And a lot of the things that he's saying is one, Israel, which is kind of the forefront in vaccination, yeah. their studies so far are showing that the effectiveness of the vaccine is less than 50%. Yeah, I, I saw that. It said they're talking about around 46 to 42 to 46 percent mm -hmm. effectiveness. Yes. And he really shit on. Uh, I don't know if it was the Center for Disease Control or the Food and Drug Administration in the States. Their study of the effectiveness negative effects of the vaccine is abysmal. They aren't doing any follow-up on their test, their test groups on people who've suffered, uh, if you know, if they've adverse effects, uh, the effectiveness of the vaccine. It's, it's terrible. There's, there's absolutely no firm statistics on what's going on. So they're either so embarrassed that they're not doing it because the fallout would be 
uh, extremely negative, right? Yeah. The fact is, is that they put people through all of this for nothing. For nothing. The other studies are showing out, showing up that, for example, there's a whooping cough vaccine. Okay. And originally, the whooping cough vaccine was based on the old technology. The DNA of a virus would be injected into your body, and your you get an immune response, and it would develop knowledge about that particular virus. Well, there were some adverse effects from the uh, the, the the vaccine. So what they did is they change the nature of it and spread it over three vaccines. Oh, yeah. And what they're, what they're finding that um, was the vaccine was effective for the people that got it. They did not get whooping cough, but they could host the, vac- the, the virus in their sinus cavity and lungs okay. and tra- transmit it to unvaccinated children. So they came like a typhoid Mary. Yes. Yes. A typhoid Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So the vaccine is also, uh, I was just watching um, a video of, he Doc, did a present. Dr. Pres- bag of donuts. Bag of donuts. Sure. Yes. Dr. Bag of donuts. Uh, yeah. Um, Dr. Feelgood. The fact is, is that the concept, the way they did the, um, the RNA vaccination was supposed to stay in your deltoid. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's spreading out through the body, right? Yes. Thousands and thousands and thousands of women are reporting disturbance to their cycles. Okay. Um, and to, to Chris Martinson's credit, when he talked about it in his interview, the interviewer kind of led on to talk about whether that was going to affect fertility. And he himself said he doesn't, that's not conclusive. So in other words, he can't prove it. He has no evidence to prove it or statistics. So he will not. So you're not, this isn't a tinfoil hat guy. Yeah. Brian. Brian Cole. Ryan, Dr. Ryan Cole was the other one. Ryan Cole. Okay. Yeah. The evidence is mounting that this vaccine has more adverse effects than they're letting on. and And they're suppressing it. The second thing is, is the vaccine is not very effective. Yeah. They're claiming it's 94% effective. It's not. And they're talking now they want you to get a third booster. That's right. Why? Why? Yes. And you had some information. Sorry, go ahead. You had some information on the Delta variant. That's right. Uh, The National Health Services out of uh, England, the UK, has uh, in their studies has shown that the Delta variant is 19,000 times less deadly than the original virus. And the original <laughs> virus was 99.97% survivable. They're saying like, w- what's going on? And then, then on top of that, they're, they're also showing that uh, 67% of the hospitalizations in, in the UK from COVID are from people that have been double vaccinated and only mm-hmm. uh, 13% are from people who were unvaccinated and the remainder were the single uh, shot people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not very effective. No. The thing too, is that what Chris Martinson said in his interview is that one of the common traits of people who get I have a serious reaction to it. Are people who have a body mass index over 30%? 
Yeah. And they're vitamin D deficient. Okay. And countries, poor countries, like you don't, and he, he really lambasted the media too, where he was saying that we heard all the horror stories about India when it first got hit. Their death curve has dropped like a stone. One of the things that they did is they started to distribute packages with things like ivermectin okay for for treatment it's demonstrating that it is an effective treatment for covid hydroxychloroquine as well but not as effective as ivermectin yeah no, that's interesting side of the shoe where the the, the media is trying to uh, show that ivermectin is just killing people like that uh, there's a, a 56 year old sheriff down in the states took uh, cow ivermectin and uh, died of COVID, you know, this kind of stuff. Hey, Paul, mm-hmm. how, how are you? How are you? Good to see you. Hi, gentlemen. Yes. Hey, Paul. Yeah, hey, I'll just uh, give you an update here, Paul. We, we started talking just a, a little briefly about the PCs, but we've kind of delved, shooting over back to our, our favorite subject, uh, COVID, the, the hiding of effective studies on um, what's out there and what's happening. And uh, that's okay. Mentioning about the ivermectin HCQ and yeah, actually we're just getting into ivermectin HCQ. And I think that'd be a good uh, area for you to bump right in and let us know about it. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Yeah. So there's a few studies like Argentinian studies and even studies over in Europe, but also in other Central American countries where, um, Funds are not that uh, readily available for certain medications, such as we were trialing um, in the Niger region here, uh, Redesivir, which yeah. is twelve hundred dollars an injection. That that was is essentially used for Ebola uh, virus, and it showed probably about a five percent efficacy rate. At uh, so really nothing. It was the five percent is usually the uh, margin of error. So it was either did nothing or five percent helped you out to some degree. Uh, but it was only given to people in their last legs, uh, like in ICU, that were probably dying of five other comorbidities. Yeah. Um, so in the studies down there, they were talking about ivermectin, looking at it, since it's one of the, there's, there's a schedule of, I think, something like 50 essential medicines on the World Health Organization's website that's been used for t- decades to help treat parasitic worms, viruses, replication. And um, with such great success, and they use it there. And in one of the Argentinian studies, they, they split up some of the doctors that have been treated with ivermectin. And the doctors, there were zero cases of people that were put on preventative ivermectin. And they found in other studies, uh, from, from the cohorts of the people who weren't treated with it, there was a 60% catch rate that, some, that they got sick. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't define how they got sick and the outcomes of those people afterwards. But ivermectin protected 100% against it, used used preventatively. Um, But then you look at it, after the use of ivermectin, if you gave it to someone who had an early diagnosis of COVID, they stopped the replication in its process. And within a day and a half, there was no presence of any viral load in that system. Hmm. So that's that's 100% cure. It is even used when you catch it at first stage, middle stage, and even, even your end of life. It can it can it can terminate the viral load within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, across the board, doesn't matter on age or uh, health status. 
Um, HCQ, on the other hand, is used usually over five day course of treatment, 200 milligrams twice a day. And uh, that's, that's highly effective. Uh, I think ivermectin is, uh, if you had a choice between the drugs, ivermectin or, um, or HCQ, I think it, you would go with ivermectin first. And um, it's interesting that a lot of these medications are found over the counter in third world countries. And our, our governments in uh, North America here have banned and outlawed it, I think since 1994, 97, something like that, they pass an act. So they're taking effective medications. They're not even studied in my, in my opinion. I don't know what's behind closed doors, but it's not getting out. They're not even studying the effects up here. They have just totally turned a blind eye to any therapeutics that isn't $1,200 an injection or else it's not, doesn't have a vaccine behind it. So that's a brief little synopsis of what that does. It's uh, HCQ once again, same thing. Ivermectin, you can pretty much take on your own. HCQ usually requires the take of um, zinc. It usually takes vitamin D3. Uh, it's like 5,000 to 10,000 units a day, uh, as well as it would, uh, they would take it with zithromycin or ZPAC antibiotic just to help out. So, but we also have other things too, that once the infection gets into the lungs uh, with inflammation, you have dextromethasone, you have different inhalers and puffers that they use for chronic asthmatics to help open bronchial tubes. Where do you hear that being, being spouted off in, the, in there where it's like, don't worry, we do have some medications that will help that are readily available. Protocols, you ask yourself, a lot of people when they come in could have something like bacterial pneumonia, right? And they're misdiagnosed with COVID where you could treat them with antibiotics and they would, uh, it would be a, an effective treatment. But what do they do? They put them on a ventilator, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's Absolutely. no, no one talks about what the protocols are in the hospitals or, or uh, for currently dealing with people that are uh, infected or, or having issues uh, that are being admitted to hospital. That's, that's the one thing that bothers me a little bit too, because all they do is say, oh, it's, it's like, um, uh, again, a mutual friend of ours said uh, when he got injured in Thailand, the guy, the doctor said, yeah, he's probably got, uh, uh, maybe he has some broken ribs. So, and, and he was asked, well, how will I know that? And he says, well, well, if you punctured your stomach, you'll be dead in the morning. It wasn't like, well, what can we do about it? It's this, these, you know, if you have COVID, well, you could be dead in the morning or, uh, unless you survive. That's it. You know, there's, well, this doesn't is the seem thing. to have any protocols that, uh, you know, other than a ventilator is the only thing you hear about. But if you go from the vent, if you just look at it realistically, you get COVID, you get sick. Why go to the hospital? Why even get tested? What is the proven treatments that they're going to provide for you? Or is it just a baby daycare center that you go there, the odd time they'll come in and make sure you still have a heartbeat, uh, respiratory rate. They monitor your else? death. They monitor your death so they can get the time accurate on your receipt. But it's, they don't also mention too that, you know, what is the plan when someone is on a red ventilator? Is that the only suggestion? Is that, you, that that's all you do? What is the aftercare plan after a ventilator? And we're always told the boogeyman, the ICU numbers. Do you notice this last wave has nothing to do with ICU beds? It's no. all about vaccination push? Yep. When we went from the color streams to the stages to this and now that, and now it's like 
who do you even know the way out of out of out of a out of a, a government who's who's bent on a regime of control mm-hmm. how do you get out I, of this where's where's the stage where we got our freedom back uh, 2018 style yeah and we were under we were under the thumb of the government there too I had uh, I had two interesting discussions uh, this weekend. One with a, a nurse, who's a nurse in a psychiatric ward, and um, she would was responsible for performing COVID tests on admitted people, people when they're admitted. Uh, she'd been doing it pretty much the whole duration of the scamdemic. It's good to see and, that weekend pass, Todd. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She let me out on good behavior to do the podcast. <laughs> so she said that she's maybe tested three positive people and, and they told her ahead of time. And, and, and the fact is, is that she's testing up to 40 people a day. But one of the biggest people that she's seeing now are medical people that are so stressed out in the ICU units. Yeah. Code blue. And they're not stressed out because of the pandemic. They're stressed out that there's been so many fucking cutbacks that they can't handle anything of any significance. Yeah. So you know what? Cold and flu season. Whatever. Yep. And then with with the issue of COVID where they've stepped up the the process and limited probably the people they could admit into the wards and things like that, they're probably again over over uh, stressed and uh, overloaded in certain areas. I also had a discussion with a friend of mine who works at a local university. They passed a policy that by such and such a date, everybody needs to be vaccinated. If you aren't vaccinated, they will lay you off without pay. So she went to her natural path to see if uh, there was any options. And he told her while they were there a heartbreaking story about a mother bringing her 16-year-old son in who had two heart attacks since he got his second shot. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, you mentioned the first with the, the psych nurse. Everyone, let me throw the question out to you guys. How much money do you think COVID has actually cost the medical system? over the last year and a half okay how much has the medical system saved from not performing over 16 million essential services that were surgeries that were backlogged and canceled you mean like the 1.2 million surgeries that are backlogged right now in ontario alone actually yeah 16 million nationwide yeah so how much money did covid cost the government or did was covid a way to save money in a slush fund for the government that's not being talked about yeah Mm. and you know, at the same time, when you look at it, nurses' rotations are 12 hours a shift. They're there for 12 hours, whether it's busy or it's not busy. And during the beginning part of COVID, the medical met, people working at the hospital, they were not busy at all because the fear struck in people. You could play hockey on any major city artery or through fair. In, play road hockey and not have to ever move the net. There, no one left the house. <laughs> and there's no yep. vaccines pointed at that time. How much money did they save? Where did that money go that we're in billions of dollars in debt for that? Yeah. Right now, we're in billions of debt for promissory vaccines to the year 2024. Over 400 million doses. What's the Canadian population that's over the age million? of 12? Well, what's over the age of 12? 
even less. Yeah. 25 maybe. Why do you need 400 million doses? Yeah. How, what vaccination number are we at? Are we going to have to be in the 13th lockdown and the wait for your 14th booster? Just yeah, do exactly. the simple math of what they have purchased so far and, and committed to these companies. Don't these vaccines have an expiry date on them too? Well, they're buying essentially the years out. They're buying the, 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 the opportunity or to future buy. options, future options, but gotcha. they're locked into probably more like the liberals in Ontario where they'll buy them way out for a billion dollars, but they could have a $2 billion um, power plant. Yeah. These are the mental midgets running the, the finances up in Ottawa and well, apparently Toronto too. Yeah. But the, no one looks at that side of the aspect. Like there was nobody, a lot of the ER doctors lost money during the pandemic in the first six to eight months because nobody showed up in the emergency room. That's the right. They paid per, per patient. That's right. Exactly. So, and, and they were canceling appointments. They were canceling in-house therapies. They were canceling all things. Okay. Now they're doing, the hospitals still aren't at full capacity. The Niagara region actually re-releases the ICU beds. They're actually lower than they normally are historically. So tell me where the crisis is. And then you just got to look at the at Stats Canada. Less people have died over the last two years historically, as you would argue that the population has gotten bigger. Hmm. It's amazing that the death rates go down during a pandemic. Yeah. That's kind of like baffles the mind. Like from that point on, you shouldn't be talking about anything else. Forget about mm. you're going to die from the vaccine. I always pictured a pandemic. We should be stepping over bodies in the street. Well, and that's what they tried to show you in the beginning in Wuhan province or where they're welding up doors, the wooden, uh, the metal doors to keep people in their apartments. People were literally passing out at first, but those are called crisis actors. But apparently that's a, your conspiracy theorist if you believe that. But the uh, pandemic yeah. should be just that. It should be look like a nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Well, the interview I listened to, the um, guy being interviewed uh, came up with a really sort of, uh, how would you say it, uh, startling uh, point where he said it's a mass psychosis. Mm-hmm. People have been so bombarded by in the media about this thing. Uh, with getting vaccinated and uh, being antagonistic to people who don't get vaccinated. Uh, He was saying on his Twitter feed, he would get comments like the unvaccinated should be lined up against the wall and either get the shot or be shot. Yeah. So it's dividing, it's dividing our society into uh, us and them. Yeah. Certificate that they want to issue. Should be in the shape of the Star of David and attached yeah. in the forearm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that goes to remember the Black Ribbon Day that Ford just uh, just had. And he's like, we can't let this ever happen again. It's currently happening. Yeah. Segregation. It's just, you know, honestly, I, I really think that we could call the next COVID vaccination Auschwitz and people would still line up to get it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a disconnect. And people don't see that there's an us and a them or uh, they're trying to pit one race, one group against the other. You know, you, you take a look out in Eastern Europe. You're not really going to fool the Poles much. 
Polish is Poland is actually one of the best countries over in Europe right now. Crazy as heck. 27% of African Americans in the US are not vaccinated or are was it are only vaccinated because they don't trust the government. No, after the Tuskegee experiment. That's yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. You. But where is that being mentioned in mainstream media? These people that are bleeding heart liberals, shouldn't they be leading the charge for equality for all people? And be pointing that out? Under you scratch you scratch a uh, bleeding heart liberal or a modern liberal you have a fascist underneath. Um, I have close experience with someone like that, and they on the outset they're all talking about peace and love until you do not adhere to their fucked up beliefs, then they just lose their mind. Absolutely Amen, lose their brother. mind. They're ready to hit you over the head. They're ready to be violent. They're ready to just. Yeah. Do you want to know who someone votes for? Just ask them this. What do you think about unvaccinated people? Up until that point, it's like, oh, everyone's got choice. Everyone should do this. Everyone should do that. Everyone should have the freedom of mobility and everything else. And then it's like, you mentioned about someone's unvaccinated. Well, I just hope those people just die already. If they get sick and go to the hospital, they should not be covered by any social program. They should get what they get and everything else. I have never heard an unvaccinated person. They've sounded an alarm and said, please don't get vaccinated because there are consequences to that. I've never heard an unvaccinated person say, well, you got the vaccine. I really hope you have so many side effects. You just die and have chronic problems yeah. the rest of your life. I've never heard yeah. that. Yeah, we're actually worried about it because there's people we care about that have had it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so much hatred in their heart. I don't know if it's that they know that they made a bad decision and they want everyone else to come along for the ride. So it kind of validates their bad decision mm. that they've been lied to. Or, you know, I, I got this one conversation one day this week from, from talking to somebody. They're like, I just don't understand why people just don't get vaccinated. There's only a 0.3% of the population that has adverse side effects that are long lasting. And then I mentioned, well, wouldn't that be terrible to have 0.3, being that 0.3%? Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to take one for the team. It's for the greater good. I don't know. So I'm a, the I'm same, a, I'm a selfish. Same mortality rate as uh, COVID. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Without well, experimenting. At least COVID, you could recover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is the thing. I think that when you scratch the surface of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, I think there's sometimes you have buyer's remorse. They bought into the program and now all of a sudden it's like, shoot, if you're unvaccinated, I can all, you can always choose to be vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you can't become unvaccinated. No. And I think that's what it is. If I'm vaccinated, then we got to try to get everybody else on board because just to validate my poor choice, it must be a good choice if the, if 100% does. We've already, with the vaccinations in past histories, we've already reached herd immunity, apparently. But now herd immunity, that goalpost is pushed back so you can get 103% of the population vaccinated. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the evil part of it is they're going after women who are pregnant and they're going after the babies in, in vitro. That is horrible, horrible, horrible. When have we... Like, Joseph Mengele, this is we're doing experimentations here. Don't tell me that they've been practicing and they know the efficacy of the studies. It's funny to hear lay people talk scientific journals. I read them. They don't know what they're talking about, these people. They go to conclusions. Conclusions is the summation of 
uh, 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 supposed to be peer-reviewed journal, but it's power-reviewed journal. You approve my journal, I'm going to approve yours. They don't know how to read methodology. If you read the methodology, you're like, this is flawed all the way throughout. Stop reading the abstracts and the conclusions or else the one-line statement that you get from Fox or CNN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. How about uh, you guys, I would get your guys' opinion on this, is two things. Doug Ford possibly uh, instituting vaccine passports and mandatory vaccination in the workplace. That's a good you brought that up. Todd, I, Craig, I sent you a, a, a letter, right? Yeah. Earlier. Did you get a chance to look through it? Uh, I'm trying to think. He sent me a bunch of things. I looked through. The, yeah, I read the letter. It said Roar. What's that? It had a caption in the title of Roar. Yeah, yeah. It right. goes through OSHA. It goes through workplace. It goes through human rights it goes through Nuremberg yep all of the codes that are being broken the subsections that are being violated and what's happening is right now there's a push right now to help stop all that stuff you don't even have to be genetically tested with a pcr test yeah based upon these certain statutes i'll forward you a copy todd about that yeah it's yeah a good good letter I, I i did i did read it and i i actually forwarded it on to uh my son brian uh for his situation um, and that along with uh, a number of Supreme Court Canada decisions that, uh, you know, the Supreme Court of Canada has already legislated, uh, already dealt with this issue and has said in their findings that you cannot mandate mandate vaccinations or any medical procedure. You could be a a prisoner serving life in, in prison and they can't mandate you to take a prison. Uh, so them trying to get you to take this uh, vaccine uh, mandatory uh, is completely off the rails. Yeah. yeah, and I think to me at this point, uh, sounds stupid, but um, even if the vaccine, uh, I'm 100% comfortable, it's safe, and it's reasonably effective, I'm not going to take it just because they tell me I have to. On the principle, yeah, that's because, right. Because because if they do this, what's going to stop them from doing something else that way? It's for your, I mean, the 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 um, all the Nuremberg, you know, they called them the Nuremberg laws and things like that because uh, in response to what the Nazis did. Yeah. Well, that was the Nazis' favorite trick. It's for your safety. It's for your own good. It's for your safety. It's for the better, yeah. greater good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, look at the residential school debacle and, um, you know, atrocity. That was the state deciding what they thought was good. Yeah. Did you see the, what is it? I think it was the New Brunswick premier being challenged by someone from Rebel News. And they were saying about, don't you dare go after our children, this and that. And the premier said, they're not your children. Yes, they're I heard that. They're children. That's, wow. If that doesn't alarm you, wow. You're, yeah. You're out of touch under a rock. Yeah. They're not your children. I don't know. I thought they were. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess, guess if you think that, you're very ignorant then. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just very amazing that 
you know, it doesn't matter even during this horrible labeled pandemic by the government. Still, the leading cause of death is cancer, heart and stroke, uh, lung disease, um, pneumonias, everything else. Quick question for you. If those are the leading cause of death, why isn't alternative cancer therapies covered? Why isn't heart and stroke medication free for all? Why isn't diabetic medication free? And why isn't asthmatic and everything else medications for free? Yeah, They are not free unless you have a health plan, uh, external health plan. If it is about your health, why are not the things that are killing people by the masses covered by the government? We're doing a, doing a whole socialized medicine for that. It's not about your health. There's an agenda at play. And, you know, Mike remember dropped. we first, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really. Like there is absolutely no answer to that question, right? Yeah. And it's never been asked. Yeah. Never been asked by a reporter. No. Um, if it is about your health, but at the same time too, why, I don't want no government dictating to me what's my health, what's best for my health. Where, where throughout this whole thing have they said diet, exercise, proper eating, proper sleeping, proper mental health, proper this, proper that? No, it's always been put a face mask on, stay in your basement, avoid people. New Zealand even tells you don't even talk to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, is that New Zealand or was that Australia? I think it was New well, Zealand too. Yeah. I think it was New Zealand as well, but it, yeah. the two are inseparable. Whatever one does, they out, one another tries, tries to outdo the other. They're That's crazy right. down there. We are just, just before you signed on there, Paul, we were talking about the new wellness centers that uh, Australia has. <laughs> yeah, yeah I heard they're that? accepting applicants. Yeah. The wellness center, and, and, and they have signs when you go into this wellness center, it says, uh, you know, uh, freedom is just a jab away. Is that their actual slogan? Yeah. Well, isn't that what's happening in Ontario with this re-education if you're a teacher or anything of that nature that you have yep. to take an educational thing? What do you bow down to the leader now? Yeah, you have education doing camps. This is, yeah. this is absolute craziness. They can't do that to you. To see, this is the funny thing. They can mandate whatever they want, but a mandate is not a law. Mm. They can, well, they can do anything you want. If you decide to sign a piece of paper and sign away your human charter rights and freedoms, you can do that. And with enough fear, that's what people are doing. But to go in to sign to, – okay, have you guys ever had your MMR vaccine? Measles, mumps, rubella? Rubella. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, what consent form did you sign? Oh, your baby. That? No, 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 you can get a booster. I got a booster there. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Probably about seven years back. I went in for a sore throat. Guy looked through my chart. He's like, oh, you kind of do for an MMR. Before I even knew it, I just had a needle in my arm. Seriously, serious, honest, honest to God. Yeah. I didn't sign no waiver. You do not sign waivers for vaccinations. Go get a tetanus shot at the hospital. Exactly. I bet you signed for yeah. Did you sign a waiver? No, they just said you need another tetanus shot. Perfect. Now, apply that same thing. This is supposed to be a vaccine, yes? Mm. Well, why do I need to sign a consent form for this? Because you're an mm-hmm. active participant in a study. Yes. Well, did you see the the shitstorm in the states right now about um, the Pfizer uh, jab, where they said, "Oh, it is now FDA approved." Mm. It is not 
they when they got the con they they signed a Pfizer I think signed a contract with a German company I forget the name who developed the vaccine and then Pfizer got an emergency uh, what do they call it e emergency use, approval use authorization yeah. use authorization to manufacture the formula or similar it's not but it's list it's not the same vaccine and the german vaccine got approved in the states but the, you can't get it there <laughs> you can only get the pfizer one which is still approved and what the media is saying right now is oh the the pfizer vaccine is now fda approved no it isn't no a shell you know, game they can't you know be who... honest about anything it's a twist it's a spin it's always that way yeah did you do you know who Dr. Anthony T or Tony Anthony Fauci's uh, wife is? Mrs. Hillary? Fauci? No, it's actually something Grady. But her position. Oh, I know. Is, Tam. Yeah, it's, it should be, right? <laughs> yeah. Kicks but, like no, The wife is, so he's head of the National Institute of Health, right? Yes. The NIH. Guess who the bioethics officer is of there that determines the efficacy and the ethics of drug production? His wife. His wife. So this is who goes through. They instituted the lady at the FDA to approve this Pfizer drug, so-called. So Do you know what she's also responsible for? The two other drugs that she helped bring into uh, fruition onto the marketplace? One was Oxycontin. Oh, yeah. success. Yep. The second one was, oh, my goodness, I forgot what it is. Fentanyl. Fentanyl and Oxycontin. This is what this lady has brought in. Well, a uh, hundred million rednecks would, wouldn't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Hillbilly Hill heroin. Billy Harrell, uh, Hillbilly heroin. That's right. Well, you had Purdue Laboratories that just paid about eight, to, I think eight or $9 billion fine for intentionally prescribing and paying doctors to prescribe Oxycontin. But it's amazing that these these swamp creatures that they keep pulling out of the, the abyss, brutal, brutal. And no one ever questions their pedigree, what this is. This. No one looked up at, you, you mentioned anything about Anthony Fauci. It's like, well, you just slapped Jesus in the face. Oh, but this Dr. guy here, Fauci, it was horrible for hero. AIDS back in the 80s and everything else. Everything he got, like that Kerry Malkins, the guy for the PCR testing, classic interviews with him telling you who exactly Anthony Fauci is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy uh, and the gain-of-function studies, they've redacted many of his sensitive emails, which they prove that they did fund gain-of-function studies in the Wuhan lab. We have our own um, skeletons in the closet here in Canada when the federal government refuses to... Um, released documents about the two uh, Chinese nationals that were kicked out of the um, level four lab in Winnipeg. You know, everything they've told us, and this is where I, I can't believe um, some people don't act, are, are call me a conspiracy theorist. They fucking lie about everything. Yep. The mass. They do not encourage you in any way to get, uh, look after your health. There's nope. simple things you can do to reduce the risk. They don't, uh, they suppress the use of prophylactic to treat people. They lie about the efficacy. They don't keep proper 
um, trial documents and data in order to make mm -hmm. a rational decision. They suppress adverse reactions. They pass draconian laws and yet they expect me to trust them. Implicitly, implicitly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a wife that's cheated on you 85 times and tells you she wants to go on a cruise with her friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you God know? you need COVID passport now, eh? Yeah, she yeah, go yeah. Away anymore. That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many marriages it saved. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but, you know, it's just like, even the simplest person could say, you guys are full of shit. Yeah. You know, why, why, you know, you know, piss on me and tell me it's raining, basically. Well, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, that's for Jeff, two that pairs one. <laughs> according to Anthony Fauci, you got to wear two pairs of pants so someone can't pee on you. Doesn't yeah, make it right. fair. It's not yeah, for your protection. It's for other people's protection. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, you look at the historic value of all of this. It's only two weeks. Suck it up. Take it for the team. Stay home. It's only a mask. Just wear a mask. It's only six foot distance. If you can't do that, just wash your hands once in a while. Yeah. Then it's just like one jab. Just take a jab. Come on, guys. This is 95, 96% effective. Oops. No, it's not. Not really. Johnson Johnson. Really, we shouldn't be taking that. AstraZeneca, super safe. 16 countries are banning it. But go ahead. We, it's good in Canada. Just don't use it in, this, in the Europe. <laughs> well... Don't use it in Europe. Don't use it even in Canada now. It causes blood clots. Don't worry about that. We got that one wrong. We got everything else right. Now you should wear two masks because one's not, if one's good, two's got to be better. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, well, don't go to work because we don't want you to spread it. We'll give you $2,000 hush money. Stay home. That's our secret plan to help crush um, small businesses so they can't find minimum wage people. Because why would you work minimum wage and put your life at risk that you have only a nearly a hundred percent chance of survival. Why would you put your life at risk to go to work? Let's not do that. Let's go through the stages. We know best. We've never suggested anything to improve your health, but just, we don't want you to die. Then it's like, well, now you need a second shot. Well, Biden administration just said, well, eight months from now, we're going to have to get a third boost. We're going to have to get a booster to the booster. Now they just came out and said, well, now it's got to be four to six months out. Now it's safe. We know it's safe. Show me the studies of any of these studies. Have you seen any paperwork or documentation? I haven't. Where does it end? And it, 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 it's that mockingbird. It, it's not even a theory anymore. I don't even know. Like, I'm insulted when I'm called a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I'm running out of conspiracies because they're all true. It's well, like, here's, uh, here's where it's going. A, you'll never be a passport. There's a passport coming. You're crazy if you think there's a passport. Uh, you're crazy if you don't get a passport now. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden is you we're gonna get to a point of like it's gonna be third and fourth vaccines. Well, you've already got two. Why not just get the third? You got the third, why don't you get the fourth? Four, why not? Out. You're that far down. It's like and when you go to the sudden, casino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You lose yeah. your first 20 bucks. So what's another 20 bucks, right? I'll oh, tell you it. where it's heading. Some medical so-called medical official, I think he's in Canada, was saying we won't, we won't. Uh, develop herd immunity until all the children are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. But it's also going to come to this though too. It's going to be, here's a piece of paper like a, like a Nexus Pass. Here's your Vax card. 
swipe it. Okay, no, no, that's not good enough. Maybe it's a QR code. Maybe I'm wrong. Then it's like, you know how hard and difficult it is to carry a credit card around with you? Why don't we just put an implantable chip in you? That 5G network, cellular networks that are actually coming online now that, hmm, maybe you've got a Delta variant. Maybe we don't. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't think we have a Delta variant, to be quite honest with you. They haven't determined if it's the cold or the flu. How do they know what the variant is? They can't even determine those two things. I heard someone, I had a, uh, a person come in this week and uh, tell me there's a quattro variant out there. Holy crap, we just skipped over a lot of Greek alphabet letters. We're nearing the end. I heard there's 130 variants. <laughs> Why not? It's I like genders, yes. right? It's like genders. Yes. Yeah. Like the Z, I, I got the Z variant. Yeah. You're not well, Z going my- to get it. Yeah. Well, so. it sounds like my pronoun is toxic masculinity and vaxxed. That's my yeah. pronouns. <laughs> Why not? Uh, if we could just make things up. You know, if we were talking like this two years ago, people would think we're mental. Well, maybe yeah. they still think we're mental, but. Pointing before your face now, guys. That's the problem. It's right there. Everybody just has to open their eyes and see it. And, and, and trying to get the people of Canada or the people of the world just to open your freaking eyes. And look what's going on. And I think that's where people need to get out and protest. They need to get out to, uh, uh, like, poor old Trudeau's crying and whining because every, every time he shows up at an event, there's a, a bunch of people with fuck Trudeau uh, placards and uh, and uh, flags and stuff like that. So he was so scared they has to run away each time. He's run away three times now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know? You know, I hope he gets to run away a hundred times, you know, or a thousand times more because yep. he's such an idiot. He's wondering why everybody's upset at him and he can't figure that one out. He's like, it doesn't take a brain surgeon. To, the people are becoming aware at, uh, at the, the hypocrisy of the whole situation. And we just need to keep the pressure on these freaking politicians. People need to take to the streets. Uh, they need to protest. And they need to file court actions against these these organizations. Yeah. And I think that's that's the only way. And once the court action is filed, you know, part of the game of the government is to put it down, push it down the road a long way so that it it's disassociated with the, the event, right? Mm-hmm. And these things got to be brought up and say, here, here's a classic case. He violated the Constitution. And now we're going to go after them under the remedy under the constitution and start suing these jerks and taking these people personally to task. And I don't know, I'm just, it's frustrating, but it's easy for us to say, uh, like I said, from it, it's, it's important for us to, to start, I think, getting out there and just uh, actually showing up and supporting the people in the streets. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, if, I've been talking to some friends locally that are really upset about the whole lockdown, the mandatory vaccinations, and just the general handling of this whole thing. And I suggested a protest, and I got a lukewarm response, actually, from yeah. a lot of them. The fact is, is that their, their opinion is that uh, most people in the town got vaccinated and are in supporting it. And I'm wondering if we're also, if they're, they're lying about everything else. Maybe they're lying about vaccination rates too. Mm. I think they are. I really think they are. 
trying to like use the numbers to bully them. I really do. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have 82% of the available population that can take one single dose. If you actually look at those numbers, they stalled right out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. uh, You see the organizations of how many double vax people are in Montreal marching in the streets against mm -hmm. this tyranny. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that's, figure, that's, and the news figure, reports are only showing a small, small little fragment groups. They're not showing the whole picture. Yeah. And, the, you know, typically, too, uh, 100 people are pissed off at something. How many actually show up? Yes. I mean, is it one out of 100? <laughs> Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they can get people like that many people out. Then there's probably a hell of a lot more people that aren't vaccinated. And yeah. Well, what do they say? If you can, if you can mobilize, what, three or four percent of the population, mm-hmm. you can make massive changes to the to the the government. Yeah, which brings me to a point. That's I'm glad you said that, because somebody posted something on Facebook tonight that I'm going to research. But they were saying as of September 13th, they were. Uh, people who were not double vaccinated will not have access to certain buildings. And what they were saying is that you won't be able to vote. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, So I have, I don't know if there's anything to this, but can you imagine you show up to vote and they'll ask for your vaccination proof? Yeah. And otherwise they won't let you in to vote. You know, I'd Todd, you, I would I would absolutely I just go go berserker and trash entire polling station. Yeah, I was thinking Going, the same thing. Yeah. And just go berserker and go, you know, uh, uh, and just smash everything. Take the uh, be arrested for the 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 mischief and uh, do that cross Canada. It'd be uh, classic, you know. Well, well you can a, still a, vote securely online. Or uh, mail-in vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna Can mail in with vote. A straight I'm face. gonna get like forty ballots. <laughs> I'm get, yeah, I'm gonna get forty-one ballots. <laughs> yeah. Well, I You're had gonna some say little, Biden on them. Yeah, there's some little liberal turd wandering around my street the other day, and he was. It was funny because he was on the phone with somebody, and he was trying to find someone who's willing to vote liberal. And he was desperately trying to find the house. I was just waiting. I was just waiting for him to come onto my property and ask me who I was supporting. I would have just, you know what? And I would have given him, walked up one side of him and down the other. I, you know, yeah. the fact is, is I want to demoralize these people as much as possible. And the fucking stupidity that you would actually support this party at this point in time. Is you're beyond help. It's an IQ you're, test. If I, every every red sign I see in front of someone's house, I'm like, dang, they're low IQ. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, me... my wife and I have a relative that actually has a liberal sign on their yard. Yeah, and, and it <laughs> proves your point, Paul. I'll tell you that. You know the funny part? You look at every single liberal sign, and every one of them has a little picture of Trudeau or uh, up in the top right corner. Oh, does it? Yeah, he's such what? a narcissist, right? Crazy. I we didn't notice a bunch that. Of those. We should order a bunch of signs, Craig. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Hey, uh, guys. But ser- ser- seriously, I'm going to prognosticate one thing. Yes. The election is supposed to be on September 20th. Yes. I am telling right now all the girls that are listening to this podcast just because they like Todd and uh, Craig's voice. Go oh, really? Your haircut before- Go get your haircut before September 20th. Because I'm anticipating a lockdown September 21st. Who's yep. with me? I, you know, I, I, I want to be uh, like Jeff. I so I'm going to agree with you on that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. You know, I disagree. Well, I think. Okay, um, here's my progr- pro- prognostication. Yeah, is that Trudeau will win the election? He'll institute mandatory vaccination. Yeah, and we'll all end up gay. <laughs> well, they'll change okay, the well. flag to the rainbow it's like you know, alex jones a gay bomb turn into freaking frogs gay <laughs> well on that note gentlemen i think wrap to our, uh, our, our our quick series i'd like to call this a review of the progressive conservatives for the upcoming election but i don't think we got that what i do think we have is a really good discussion on uh this stupid COVID thing and, and the sheep and everything wrong with COVID and everything that's uh, that needs the people to wake the fuck up and I'll leave it that. And thanks for listening to the Canadian beacon podcast. You have been listening to the Canadian beacon podcast. We would love to hear your comments or suggestions. Please email us at cbpodcast at codegeco.ca or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian beacon.